Oh, yes. The Football Fig Nuts are back on the air. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And after a week where we both took separate vacations, Craig and I are back to discuss all things NFL, fantasy, and a lot of beer. A lot of beer. There was a lot of beer on our vacation, folks. Yes, there was. Craig went to a beautiful brewery down in Cape May, New Jersey. Yes. Uh, and brought yep. back some delicious beers, which we'll talk about in a second. I went to a beer fest. Be- beer fest. He's still at the beer fest. I'm still at the beer fest. <laughs> I'm at the. I went to the beer fest uh, with our dear friend and contributor Sean, who could not be with us tonight. Um, but we are back for episode ninety-five. Yes. Wow. Ninety-five. Ninety-five episodes. I don't know how the hell we're still doing. And this. it's downpouring. And it's downpouring. So I apologize if you hear anything or you get any electrical interference. It's because there's massive thunderstorms overhead right now. I mean, there's areas around us with tornado warnings, but we're still here doing the show. Damn it. In a loft. At the top of a building. Third floor. Third floor. So also, if you hear a cell phone go off with some sort of emergency alert um, and me scream, duck and cover, then you know why. But Craig, let's start where we always do. You brought back from Cape May Brewing. Yes. I'm holding a can of Follow the Gull. Tell me about Follow the Gull. Uh, Follow the Gull is a uh, seasonal New England IPA that they make. They actually have... They've been around since 2011. Um, this is the first time I've been to this brewery. Uh, they Very have citrus nose. They have they've made over uh, well over 50 beers, 60 beers. Okay. But on tap, they had they probably had about 20. Uh, so we did a couple tasters, and then I got a pint of something, and then Laura got a pint of something. So it was good, very good. So now I got big outside tell you, area. I gotta tell you that the 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 one you, other one you brought me back. The one that was in a growler. What was that called? That was called Crushing It. Crushing It. That was so orangey and so sweet. Oh, not too bad. Brad is still on par with his pores, by the mostly, way. Just so mostly. everyone knows. I'll take this glass. Take that one. Um, I tried the Crushing It. It was so sweet and orange juice-like um, that it actually upset my stomach because I can't tolerate orange juice. Not good. I don't think it had orange juice in it, but no. it was so similar, and it must have had some sort of complex sugar in it that my stomach couldn't handle. But I was in the fetal position on my couch <laughs> halfway through the glass. So, before that happened, what did you think of it? I loved it. Well, that's the thing. So the other part of the story is I'm in the fetal position. I'm barely conscious, and I'm reaching for the glass. <laughs> and my wife goes, what do you need? you need some water? I'm like, no, the beer. And she was like, you can't drink that. You drank six ounces of it, and you can barely um, talk. <clears throat> yeah, before we left, I stopped there. And it was I, good. I bought a bunch of beer, and New Jersey doesn't have a silly max amount of ounces of beer you can buy connecticut's one of the few states that actually does that nonsense. i i asked that i asked the girl throwing the, the growlers i'm like uh before i get all these extra six and four packs of beer do you guys have like a limit on how much beer i could buy and she's like she looked at me like i had three heads and she's like uh no i was like oh because in connecticut we do yeah you know what I like about this can? Yeah. On the side of it, it recommends that it's best paired with chicken, tacos, or sunshine. There you go. There's little pictures on the side that says yeah. best paired with. Yeah. Uh, serve in. Hey, we picked the right kind of glasses for yep. service. Yep. The profile, originally brewed to celebrate Cape May County's 325th anniversary, we brew follow the goal with a ridiculous amount of Citra, Eldorado, Azaka, and Amarillo hops, yielding a juicy and un- ultra drinkable hop bomb bursting with tropical and citrus aroma. Hop bomb. I am down for a hop I bomb. Would, I would say that. Give that a taste. And okay. The nose is very... The citra hops come through really it, strong. Yeah. If you like New England styles, it's probably because of the citra hops. 
more than likely. The, the, the re, the, yeah, citra, citrus, it's not, that's not coincidence. So, all right, here we go. It's giving it a swig. It's weird. The profile flavor is weird. It's like hoppy, citrusy, and then hoppy, punchy in the mouth aftertaste. It kind of lingers there. It's, it finishes very dry. It's strange. I like it, but it's it's... Okay, so I always have to have an analogy, right? Okay. <laughs> it's like the Syracuse Orange Man just entered my house with a bushel of hops, handed them to me, did a little dance as the Orange Man, and then brought in three more bushels of hops. Oh, wow. That, and See? That, that hops just... I mean, we're talking a good 30 seconds later. It the lingers, hops is just it there. Just, it dries your mouth out. Oh, my God, yes. It's a good thing I brought some vitamin water up here with me. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. <clears throat> oh, this is a 4.0 easy. This is a 4.0 easy. What's the um, percentage It's 5.5%. That's not bad. The that's, one I... The one... The crushing it one was 8%. That's fantastic. Oh, that also might be why I had such a hard time with it. Um, I mean, five point five percent for an IPA is is relatively mild. So, wow, that's really good. That's really good. We're almost out of this, aren't we? We have like one more can in the fridge. We do. Oh shit, we are drinking all night. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about some let's talk about some other stuff. We're gonna get to our our our, our beer reviews too. Right. I want to talk a little bit about gathering at the binds, but first, yes, burning hot take questions. Right. You want to give or you want to receive? <clears throat> I will give. All right. What do you got for me while I drink this? Um, so you know about the Baltimore Ravens? I know they exist. There are and they have team. a they have a new starting quarterback. Yes. <clears throat> well, he was a starter at the end of the year, but right. yes, but it's gonna be his first season as the starter. Right. Right. They traded uh, away Joe Flacco to make sure he, it was clear he was the man. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he showed up at camp, and he apparently was very surprised that they're changing the playbook, and they're changing the plays, and he said that he was not informed about this. Why would he say So be now shocked? here's now here's a, here's my question. A I know that they're not allowed like coaches and players aren't allowed to like talk a lot in the off season. Right, there's very, restrictions. Right. Do you think at some point somebody should have told him or do you think like maybe no. he just shouldn't have said this in a press conference? I think <laughs> they can talk. I think what they can't do is force him to practice. So I think they can send him playbooks and stuff like that. But yeah, probably would have been a good idea. <laughs> But, but what did you expect? Joe Flacco was an immobile game manager, and you've got this mobile run-on-the-gun kind of guy. You can't aim. <laughs> yeah. Why are you shocked that they're moving towards a different offense? That's the whole point of making the change. They didn't make the change just because they hate Joe Flacco. They made the change because they needed to change the offense. So why right. would that surprise you? Yeah, I don't know. He's This is going to be his second year, so, I mean, we'll see how he does. I think... If he gets really confused by it, he's going to find receivers less than he does now. I can't even tell you who's on that team to catch the ball. Uh, that Hurst dude, the tight end that hurt himself. Oh, Hayden? Mm-hmm. Okay, and who's he got a wideout? Sure. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I cannot even tell you who the wideouts are. That blows my mind. No. I, I don't have I a lot of hope for Baltimore this year. I think this is going to be a big transition year. I'm going to put them probably about five wins. Yeah. Probably about five wins. You shouldn't have been shocked. When Steve Young took over for Joe Montana, Montana was a better scrambler and a better runner, but not that much different of a quarterback than Montana was. Strong arm, gunner. They didn't have to change that much. Flacco is completely different than Lamar Jackson. Uh, Yeah, night and day. 
completely different. So, of course, the plays are going to be different. That'd be like shocking. Were we shocked when the when the um, when the the offense changed in Kansas City this year when Patrick Mahomes took over for Alex Smith? I wasn't shocked. Did you, did you real? I didn't realize that Alex Smith was the number one rated quarterback the year before Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And efficiency, and efficiency, right? And quarterback, efficiency, and I think almost in yards. <laughs> but it was different. It was different. Yes, he he could throw. That was the big thing. Oh, we can't throw it down the field. Well, Tyreek Hill changed that right. with him. Tyreek Hill, by the way. Oh, boy. I'm not going to go on a rant on this, but I've been doing a bunch of best balls Yeah. in preparation. I did yep. a terrible one the other day. We were at the brewery for my birthday, and I made the mistake while everybody was wandering around. I'm like, I'm going to sneak a draft in. <laughs> and I was three beers in, and there was nobody. Five minutes later, I'm surrounded by people, and the draft's going on. Oh, did it go on auto? <laughs> I ended up putting it on auto. I ended up with Andrew Luck as my only quarterback. Oh, dear. I've got five running backs and, like, 12 wide receivers. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm going to have the best wideout numbers every single week because I've got such a selection. But if anything happens to Andrew Luck, the season's over. <laughs> so, all right, question for you. Yeah. Pop culture. Uh-oh. Breaking news from pop culture. Okay. By the way, side rant. Yes. Today, Robert Robert Mueller. Am I saying his name right? Yes. Robert Mueller did a brief, brief, brief pass. Oh, God. <laughs> a brief press conference. Right, because they said he had to do that before he could go back to his personal life. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> he we did all not want to be up there. <laughs> we all know Craig and I have very strong political opinions. We try to keep him separate for this. This is not a political rant. He talked at 11 a.m. Yes. I get home at 5 o'clock, and I flip on the news, and CNN is on, and it opens with Wolf Blitzer going, breaking news, Robert Mueller breaks his silence. It happened six hours ago. It is not breaking news if it happened six hours ago. It's not breaking. I mean, it's still news. It's news, but, but it's they open this breaking. breaking news. We have breaking news to bring you. It is not breaking news. It is six hours old. It is news. Right. It might even be old news but it is not breaking news for the love of all that is holy what am i gonna get home and get a breaking news julius caesar stabbed in the Capitol. we have the live coverage it it happened six hours ago man come on <clears throat> but what didn't happen six hours ago is a report by buzzfeed oh dear i have not independently confirmed the accuracy of this report so okay. this is a speculation and Craig knows nothing about this. No, I mean, I know of BuzzFeed. Yes, and BuzzFeed does a lot it. of pop culture mumbo-jumbo, yes. Yeah, they do. There are rumors that Ed Sheeran wants to do a special song on his new album. All right. It would be a remake slash remix of the classic Lady Marmalade. But he wants to do it with Justin Bieber and Bruno Mars. So I want you to stop for a uh, moment and just think about that. I want your gut reaction. Ed Sheeran, his gut reaction is start drinking his beer. I wish you all could see this. This is why we need a live feed. Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, Bruno Mars presents Lady Marmalade. I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> because he's Ed Sheeran and he thinks he can? I guess. He survived an episode of Game of Thrones. He did. Why not? Didn't he die in that episode? No, I don't think he did. He didn't? I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers died in his? Yes. Presumably. He got melted. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. 
this is okay. There's only one way this is a good idea. One. What was the last remake of Lady Marmalade? It was for one of the movies, one of those movies that was out there. It wasn't like Lady Gaga. It was Gaga. Wasn't it Gaga Pink and somebody else? It wasn't who was Gaga. It? Our our producer is coming in now. Who was it? All right, who was in the original Lady Mar or the most recent Lady Marmalade? Maya. I'm looking it up now. And what movie was it for? That Nicole Kidman movie. That really, <laughs> that's uh, that's out there. Christine, it was Christine. It was Christina Aguilera, Lil Kim, Maya, and Pink. Okay. So here's the only way I'll endorse this, because you need suppose there's a fourth part, and that's the Christina Aguilera part is the one where they really bring in the hard vocals in the end. Right. Here's how I'll endorse it. That fourth person needs to be Ozzy Osbourne. All right, I would listen to that. I want to hear <laughs> these pop rock guys, and then I want to hear the build up to the big vocal part, and it be Ozzy belting it out. <laughs> that I'll buy. Because that's the only way you can understand him is when he sings. That's exactly correct. And if you remember the old Osborne show, there was he did a promotional shoot where he had to pretend to be in the Lady Marmalade video, and he was saying some of the the sayings like. Coco Loco Mocha Cha Cha, <laughs> and he was just like, "What the hell am I saying?" And he mumbles, of course, because he's ancient. But that's it. All right. So Ed Sheeran, because I know you listen. Ed Sheeran's a thank Moulin you. Moulin Rouge is the name. Thank you, producer. Um, <laughs> Moulin Rouge was the was the episode. Or, or sorry, the movie. So, um, but yes, I know. I know you're listening to us, Ed Sheeran. You get Ozzy on board, and we will we will we'll use it, it as our opening music. For we'll an entire it. season. No, you know what? We'll close with it. It's good closing music. It is. We'll close with it for an entire season and promote it if you want. So, all right. Do you have a second question for me? Um, Not really, because I think we have a lot to talk about. Oh, but I have a second question for oh, you Oh, sure, sure, sure. I have a list. Britt remembered his list. I have a list. Um, All right. So let's talk about one that is pretty much not fantasy relevant. All right. Pac-Man Jones retired. He did because he got arrested again. Did he? Yes. He's back in jail. I don't know if he's back in jail, but he did get arrested again at well, an airport, maybe. There's the question. Are you going to remember him more for his play or his antics? Slightly lean towards play only because he was a Bengal. You being like a Chief fan or if you're a Patriots fan, then antics. Yeah. So he had a couple good interceptions when who, he was a Bengal. threw his socks into the stadium? I don't <laughs> See? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to remember there. Okay, well, Pac-Man Jones retires, and obviously Bart Starr passing. Yes. Very sad. So Unexpected. Was it unexpected? Yeah. Well, he was very old. Yes. Very, very old. And Bill Buckner passed away. Yeah. Our dear personal friend. Sad. We did. We Craig and I got to meet Bill Buckner at a uh, off-season baseball event 2015. And the only reason I remember that is because that was the event where they announced we were hosting the All-Star Game locally. In Bridgeport for the uh, the Atlantic League. And so it was February of 2015. That was a fun time. That was a fun time. I couldn't get out of the garage. No, that was funnier. That was funnier. And that, the funny part <laughs> of it is I wasn't even drunk. I had two beers. I took time to sober up. And I'm like, I can't navigate this stupid-ass garage. <laughs> and it was really terrible. But um, Craig was no help. He was like, yep, yep. that's a bump. Nope, that's a curb. Nope. <laughs> and that woman who tried to like follow us out and then got mad. <laughs> and they got mad at us because we took the wrong turn and ended up going up a level first. Because I couldn't we figure it out. We didn't tell her to follow us. No, no, I never. I, I made her no promises. 
I made her no promises. So, all right. Anything you want to go to first, or should I just go start uh, down no, the list? No, I'm just going to say hi, Deb, before we offend her. Hi, Deb. Okay, so let's see. Today is Wednesday. We'll release this. We'll release this on Friday morning? Sure. Uh, so let's see. They were in Halifax today. They're on a cruise. I'm trying to figure out where she'll be when she gets access to this. They're going on this. a boat today. They're going from... They were in Halifax, so they'll be in Portland, and then either be in Newport or Boston by the time she gets this, because they're coming down the coast. Right, they'll be back Saturday. Right, so that so either be in Maine or in Rhode Island. Um, she did not eat the scallops. No, as I suggested, no one listens to Brit, but she did get mildly intoxicated in St. John. She's learned a lot about beer because of us. She really has. I mean, she's learned what to ask. Right. She's learned what to ask. She's earned. To, she's learned to, instead of walking into a bar, which is the dead giveaway. You know nothing about beers when you walk into a bar and go, "What do you got that's like Budweiser?" Or do you have Budweiser? No, she walks in and she asks for lagers now. What do you have that's like a lager? What do you have that's lighter? She she knows what to ask for now, and that's 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 really great. Yeah. That's really really great. Um, I hope they're enjoying their trip. Um, that you know Halifax is very nice too, and I know they're out there. I hope they're having good weather. So, all right, the list. The list. I'd like to thank um, the guy who does ten points dance, whose name I didn't write down. I will have to remember for next time. Uh, from Bleacher Report, because that's where I stole most of our items from today. He had some really good stuff to talk about, and so I did that. Let's start with Zeke. Dun, 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 dun. Zeke is, air quotes, in trouble again, and air quotes. This time, he was handcuffed at a music festival. In a casino, right? No, it was a music festival. Okay. Why do I think why do you think it was a casino? Maybe the music festival was in a casino. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway. But he was handcuffed until he apologized to a woman or a person for a security guard. And a security guard for bumping into them and being rude and obnoxious. No charges were filed. He was not arrested. He was detained briefly until he apologized. The person who received their apology told the press it was the least sincere apology they'd ever received. Say Lavi. Is this gonna affect is the NFL <clears throat> gonna go after this? He wasn't arrested. He didn't break the law. He angered no, somebody but, and had to say, I'm sorry, man. But he wasn't. What he, see, there's the thing. The NFL is going to want to know why he was handcuffed. It's about putting yourselves in those situations. That's really what it is. You had a domestic violence incident. So then what did you do? You went on a parade float and pulled at someone's top. Can't on do, a parade float. shouldn't do that. On video camera. Don't do that. Everything you do now is going to be watched. Yes. So do the. Do, I mean, the NFL, again, we have to remind people the NFL has its own rules. You don't have there to. There is no presumed innocent. You don't have to be arrested for anything. No. I'm going to give two more minutes before we open the second. Yeah, door, sure. We, we're only 20 minutes in. We're through <laughs> that, that first game. But um, with the NFL, you just have to do something they perceive as wrong to, that's it. to like, you know, suspend you for three you games. You just have to violate the policy. That's it. Yeah. The personnel policy. I mean, it's I, not definitely not as harsh as baseball. So let's... But. <laughs> but baseball is also a little bit more rational. You have to fail a drug test, or you have to go to jail, or you have... You know, there's... It's a little bit more defined, I think, in baseball. Yeah. But yes, it's harsher. Four games for your first offense, 50 games for your second <laughs> offense. Half your... A third of your damn season? Yep. Because you smoked pot <laughs> twice? Yeah. But so, Zeke has to learn that he's... He has to get it through his head that no matter what he does now, he's gonna the NFL is gonna be watching him, and it doesn't matter Absolutely. if he's right or wrong. It doesn't matter if he did something wrong. No, the and only he person be... he has defending him is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, <laughs> let's not go on a Jerry Jones rant. Um, yeah. So here's a question. Let's presume this is as innocent as it looks. 
misunderstanding. He was handcuffed, so it was not a simple misunderstanding. He obviously did something to get himself restrained. Do they suspend him because he brought negative attention to the league? And if so, how long? Uh, if they do suspend him, probably three games. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. They're gonna level a four game suspension on him. He's gonna appeal and he's gonna serve two games mid season. He's gonna miss weeks like five and six. Just like you know, because the last time he missed the end of the season, right? Exactly. The beginning of this. When did he miss the end or the beginning? But the NFL will. Uh, I don't remember. Either way, he screwed up Dallas' sweet season. <laughs> screwed up. Um, but that's what I'm saying. They're gonna give him a heavy-handed sentence because they're gonna expect him to appeal. He's gonna appeal. It's gonna go down to like two games, and then it's gonna be forgotten. The question is, what is he gonna? He's got to stop getting in trouble. Yes. Period. End of sentence. That's it. That's the thing with these guys. They just don't. It's like they never get out of their college mentality. Yeah. Because you know they're in college, and they're like, "Yep, that's why we're winning." They're bulletproof because of me. No schools can protect me now that you're in the NFL. Well, you don't have that vest anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Let's stay with the Dallas Cowboys for the next point. Dak Prescott supposedly is in the OTAs and is impressing the Cowboys with, quote, his work ethic and (laughs) professionalism, end quote. Craig, translate that sentence. Um, That means he is still negotiating his contract. (laughs) That means he stinks, but they don't want the world to know he stinks. That's my translation there. I used to like listening to Mike and Mike in the morning, and they used to have a BS translator where they would put nice. in coach speak. Uh, that guy's trying really hard. We're sure he's going to break through. And they would make a computer sound. You'd hear a computer voice go, I'm going to bench him next week. <laughs> you know, that that was that. I, I kind of feel that's what this is, too. If the Cowboys are going to make a run and let's be honest, there is nobody in the NL East, NFC East, rather. The Giants are not going to push the Eagles, Eagles. That's it. And the Eagles are very health dependent. They very are. health dependent. Wentz goes down again. They have a new running back now. Yeah, who's the, who's the running back? What's his name from the Bears? Exactly. What Coleman? No. The other one. You know Jordan Howard. Yes. Oh God, Jordan Howard's an injury waiting to happen. <laughs> He's the modern day Terry Allen. Remember Terry Allen? Yeah, it's three bad knees. <laughs> so no. But I think I, I think that Dallas is... I'm going to say right now, I think Dallas wins the NFC East this year. What about the Redskins? Bad. Terrible organization from top to bottom without question. Who's worse, the Redskins or the Giants? The Red, uh, the Giants right now. G- Redskins are worse run. Well, I can't even say that. They, Gelman drafted a freaking quarterback that nobody had on their board. <laughs> I mean, go back to the draft camera. We're looking at different teams, and they announced, what was his name? Uh, David Jones, that was his name? Yeah. And, and people are looking around going, who? What the hell? Is I guess this makes sense if you're going to move Johnny Mitchell to wide receiver, which for those of you who don't know, that's a deep cut. That, that was the analysis when the Jets drafted a tight end named <laughs> Kyle Brady. Kyle Brady from Penn State, <laughs> whose career highlight for me is the day he got his bell rung and, and one of the announcers went, he just looked at the guy and said, tell Coach Paterno I'm ready to go back in. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. So I think Dallas could make some noise this year, but Zeke has to stay on the field, and Prescott has to be good. Austin? Sure. That change of pace dude that they use for gadget plays, I don't know. He's not even worth a handcuff in fantasy. That's true. So, again, we're a fantasy podcast. Does Zeke move down your board if he's in trouble? 
He's going at number one or number mm. two in a lot of drafts now. Best ball, you know he's number means? two. You know what this means? This means that on people's draft boards, David Johnson's going to move up. I don't think he drops that far. Right now, he is number two on most best ball draft boards. David Johnson's sitting solidly at six. Zeke would have to drop past Kamara, Melvin Gordon, and I'm forgetting one. Barkley's ahead of him. Yep. What about Bell? Bell's, no one knows what to make of Bell, so he's further down. Oh, God, I can't remember who I'm forgetting. Anyway, he'd have to drop that. I don't think he's going to drop past those guys. He might drop past, drop past Kamara. I don't think he drops past Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is okay, but Melvin Gordon's like the fifth running back off the board right now. I don't think there's any chance. Let's see. David Johnson's become the Mendoza line. <clears throat> oh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Is he? No, no, no. That's not the guy I'm thinking of. No? That's not the guy I'm now, thinking of. Now, here's another question. We're talking yeah, about go for drafts. Um, does the news about Todd Gurley's knee have any effect on you drafting him? Yes. I've yet to draft him. So if he was there, you would skip him? Oh, Christian McCaffrey's the one I'm forgetting. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm looking at a, a draft I just did recently, and the order was Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, Gordon, Johnson. Then DeAndre Hopkins and Travis Kelsey. Gurley, you would like this. Joe Mixon went with 110. That's because it was me. <laughs> Gurley did not go until pick 2-9. So... You know, I I think I think that there's a lot of concern about the girly knee thing. I do. I think there's a lot of concern about the arthritis. So, all right. So, Cowboys. That's my take on them. All right. All right. Hot take. Ready? Okay. Lewis Riddick of ESPN, former cornerback. Uh, uh, I think he played, or maybe safety. Uh, seven or eight years in the NFL. Went on Twitter last week and said. Carson Wentz is hands down the 2019 NFL MVP. Craig, react. Um, same as before. Why? Because, like, he's on the Eagles. They're a completely different team than they were two years ago. Yeah. We don't know how his knee's going to hold up. <laughs> his health is the big, big question. He's already broken. <laughs> Multiple times. Carson Wentz. He doesn't I, have another issue. Didn't he have another issue with his back, too? Probably. I would be shocked if Carson Wentz is better than QB five. You know, that's where I was thinking. Hold on. I'm going back to the draft list. I'm going back <laughs> to my best ball and I can sort by position. Okay. So I can tell you, I think I can anyway, I can tell you in my most recent draft recap quarterbacks. Okay. The first quarterback off the board was Patrick Mahomes. Wow. The second one was Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Wentz went as the second quarterback off the list. Let me check another one to see if that's an anomaly. All right. So, in what, the last one that I did, yeah. Wentz went uh, pick 810. He went a seventh round here. Okay. Now, this one's, this one's where I expect him to go. So, somebody took him as the second QB off the board in one. And that's the thing about best ball. Some people will reach for a guy they love. It's probably an Eagles fan. He wants All to right. have that. I'm sure. Mahomes, this is a different draft. You let me know when I hit somebody you would take Wentz ahead of. Okay. You have, you're, you're, let's say we're in the middle of the draft. You have to take a quarterback here. Okay. The, just, just there's too many good quarterbacks out there. You've got a couple wide receivers. You've got a couple running backs. Mahomes. 
Okay. Better yeah. than Wentz fantasy rise, right? Right. Yep. Andrew Luck. I'll take Andrew Luck. Yes. Drew Brees. I'll stick yes. there. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's a reach. Not now. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Ah, they're changing their offense. I don't know. Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> don't like him. Matt Ryan. Yes. You would take him ahead of Carson Wentz. Yeah. And Russell Wilson. Yeah. So of those guys, there's five. Mahomes, Luck, Breeze, Ryan, and Wilson. So Wentz would then be like the sixth on your list. Right. So he's going anywhere from QB number two to QB number six. On uh, mine, he was eight. So <clears throat> he's a top 10 QB. Can we all agree on that? I agree on that. Fantasy wise, he's a top 10 QB, but. But I wouldn't take him as. If all those guys were on the board, I wouldn't take him over, you know, half of them. Right, which means he is not the MVP. The end. Yeah, moving on. Lewis Reddick, prove me wrong. Let's find there out. You you're right. You're you're good for you. All right, we got to talk about Colin Kaepernick again. Yeah. <laughs> Here's why. Because Richie Incognito got signed by the Raiders. Crazy. <coughs> this is a guy. So you got social activist Kaepernick <laughs> over here. I won't stand for the anthem because this is how I feel. Oh, I've been blackballed by the NFL. Meanwhile, Richie Cogn- Incognito has gone to jail. He has forced a rookie to resi- to retire in his first year. Has been numerous issues where he's had mental issues. Oh, and that's right. Decided. He showed up at his dad's funeral with a saw and a gun. Yep. And he was going to saw his dad's head off out of the coffin. And to make sure with- he wasn't a vampire. And take it with him. Yes. Something like that. He, he was so he's intimidating. Not, he's off. He's not a good person. He's off. So how come Richie Incognito can get a job and Colin Kaepernick can't? Because that's what people yeah. are saying. People aren't saying, oh, this isn't about Kaepernick isn't one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. It's this dude is a total jackass, and he keeps getting jobs, but we're really worried about a social justice warrior who wants you to pay attention to him when he kneels? That's where the NFL's priorities are? Yes. Because that affects their advertising It's all revenue. about money. It's all about money. The argument I'll make in favor of Richie Incognito, and by in favor, <laughs> I, and I choke saying that, just so you know. The re- offensive linemen are harder to find than quarterbacks. They are. Richie especially, Incognito. Especially decent ones. And don't forget, there's 32 NFL teams or 30? 32. 32. That means starting, they need 160 offensive linemen. To start. To start. Then you need backups. And then you need backups. You only need one quarterback to start. So even if you run too deep at each offensive line position, and most teams run more, that is 320 <laughs> offensive linemen to get jobs as opposed to 90 quarterbacks if you're running three deep. And some teams don't even run three deep. No. Sometimes your backup quarterback is the punter. So it's kind of like saying, <laughs> why can't I find a job I'm a nuclear physics engineer, a nuclear physics engineer with a specialty in fusion, or I can work a friolator. <laughs> They're different skill sets. So I, I so as soon as soon as this happens, of course, everyone's like, we gotta start talking about Kaepernick. And then all the anti-Kaepernick guys yep. are like, no, we can't it's just different. It's different. It is different, but you have to ask right. the question, and this is where you have to ask the question. Why? Where does the NFL draw its line with a guy like Richie Cogn- Incognito? Where is it going to happen? You drew the line so quickly with a quarterback, but you're going to let this guy continue to do that stuff? Yeah, no, it's strange. It's We're definitely- going to investigate <laughs> Zeke 
because he got handcuffed at the music and festival. And Tyreek Hill. And, well, Tyreek Hill talked himself into that well, with the tape. Well, that's true. And we all know, I'll defend, Tyreek Hill did nothing on that tape to incriminate himself, in my personal opinion. Right. He did not have video of him kicking women in a hallway like Kareem Hunt did. We'll probably find that later. <laughs> but here, I mean, the bottom line, it's like saying, listen, I don't want to hire, and this is a bad example because it, it, it's, a, it's a national icon. I don't want to, oh, you know what? All right. I don't want to hire Al Sharpton because he's too socially active and he makes too much noise. But I feel like a second chance society is in order. So I'm going to hire this four time convict who just got out of jail and has to find a job in the next 90 days. Right. They're, they're both disruptive. Why is one more disruptive than the other? Because one disrupts your revenue more than the other. And that's the answer. That is the answer that comes back to money. And again, anyone who's listened to past episodes, I have nothing against Colin Kaepernick. I just no. wanted him to say, I wanted to play football Which publicly. he never did. Which he never did. Fine, whatever. That's, that was just my only thing that bothered me. I wanted him, not his lawyer or his tortoise, to speak for him. I'm okay with the tortoise. I'm all right with the tortoise, tortoise, actually. All right, let's open the second can, because I got more on my list. <laughs> Okay, and we're not done with Richie Incognito. This is Cape May Brewing Company Double IPA Coastal Evacuation, an India Pale Ale with big, bold blend of hops. It uh, It's a phrase everywhere in Jersey Shore. This West Coast-style double is a big and bold as hurricane season itself with a centennial forward. Oh, I don't like centennial hops. With centennial forward brazen blend of hops serving up hints of orange citrus and honeydew melon. It's time to evacuate. Are you prepared? It pairs best with chicken, lounge chairs, and hot dogs. We have well, we're in chairs. These are these are like these are like Adirondack loungers, though. Oh, there's one now outside. Bush. Here we go. Craig gets his line. I'm gonna try this guy first. Here we go. Yeah, I get a lot of hops on the nose. I'm not I, I, historically. I don't like Centennial hops. Fair. Historically speaking, but let's see. He's thinking. He's pondering. He's looking at the can. All right. I have a significant issue with this beer. <laughs> All right. Let me try it. And I see, you know, while you're opening yours and, and, and trying it, I'll tell you yeah. right now. All right. Go ahead. Go, well, I'm going to wait for you to swallow because it might be something that you might, might make you choke. But my significant issue with this beer is that it only comes in a 12-ounce can. Wow. Where I need another four ounces of this. Easy. <laughs> Easily. Where's Laura, the producer? Laura, we need another can of coastal evacuation when you have a second. She's she's not gonna answer. She, I think she has headphones on. All right, that's good. Well, that's her job. Yeah. So all right, so so back to Richie Incognito. So you like it though? Oh, I I do. I don't know how much I like it. It's dry You're on the finish back end. The can. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna finish the can and go see if you've got another one. Oh wait, you gave me some of these, didn't you? I did. Oh, I've got it at home. Okay. Back to Richie Incognito because right. here's the next. St- he's signed by the Raiders. So let's talk a little bit about the people who have joined the Raiders during the offseason. Okay. Richie Incognito. Yes. Previously listed bad man. Right. Antonio Brown. Drama. Drama queen to the point where he should be in the Lady Marmalade (laughs) video if Ed Sheeran does it. Vontae Perfect. Yes. The article I read said, if you're describing Antonio Brown as volatile, then Vontae Perfect is essentially a supervillain. Okay. All right. Are the Raiders, well, comparatively. Yes, yes. Are the Raiders a team on the edge of imploding before they even take the field? Mm. No, because I feel like their coach can deal with them. 
other than like you know what happened, what was going on in Pittsburgh, for example. Can he? Can Chucky <clears throat> deal with it? Hmm? I think he can. Compared so, to how I feel the Browns are going to implode, right? Yes, I don't think the Browns are going to implode, and we need to talk about them next. They're next on my list. We have a long list today, folks. Just a lot. Yeah, of we have a lot cool of time targets. That's great. Yeah, it's definitely this beer is definitely dry in the finish, but it's, good. it's not as it's not as suddenly dry as the follow the goal was. Follow no, the goal is, was like this is subtle. I'm citrus and refreshing, and now I just threw you into a desert. <laughs> this one's more like don't forget you're drinking an IPA. Right. This is an I. This is an IPA. Yeah. Don't forget. This is eight percent alcohol. A double IPA. It's going to be stronger. Uh, anyway, um, here's the thing. I am not big on anyone on the Raiders this year. I like Josh Jacobs. I like the rookie running back. He's got potential. This team. Derek Carr should have been an immediate upgrade the moment AB got there. He wasn't. He wasn't. AB is going off like the fifth or sixth wideout off the list. Really? Yes. In the mine. drafts I've done, he's going behind. Um, oh God, why do I never forget the name of the guy uh, in Houston? Let's see. He. Well, this is the last draft I did. Go for it. DeAndre Hopkins. That's what I'm thinking of. Devonte Adams. Yep. Those are the two uh, that absolutely. Michael Thomas. Three. Beckham. Four. Julio Jones. Five. Juju. There's where I probably would slip him in. And then, six. And then Antonio. I probably Evans. put him at five. I probably put him ahead of Juju. So that was round three at the eighth position. He was going in the first round in every draft last year. Yes. He was the first non-running back off the board in a lot of drafts, which put him at the four to seven point. One, four, or one, one, four to one, seven. Not anymore. What does that tell you? People don't trust Derek Carr. People, and people don't trust Antonio Brown. It's a combination of both. But if if tomorrow Oakland traded A.B. with his blessing to the Kansas City Chiefs, would Patrick Mahomes' numbers not jump? They would. If he got traded to New Orleans. So breaking fake news. <laughs> Trade between the Raiders and New Orleans. New Orleans sends Michael Thomas to the Raiders and A.B. to New Orleans. Does Drew Brees' projections go up? Yes. Yes. At least at least like 20 or 30 points over the course of the season, right? Michael Thomas is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But so then why the hell, if he's on the Packers? The Packers win that division. <laughs> and he's like, he's like wide receiver too. He might be ahead of Hop. He might be wide receiver one again. So why in the holy hell is so is A B so can is A B draftable? Can you can uh, in that I spot? think you have to. I it's scary. Oh, well, here's the thing. I would take Thielen over him. Mm. I have no trust in Anthony. I wouldn't the best ball. Not in a, a season long. Not in a season long. What about T Y? No. I'll take AB over TY. What about Mike Evans? I have no love for Mike Evans. None. Don't None. Right, let's let's talk about Tampa for a second, shall right, we? Sure. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers tried to make a claim that they lost money as a reason of the Deepwater Horizon incident. Yes. For those of you who don't remember, that's the BP oil spill in, in the, the Gulf. Gulf. Yeah. Yeah. They made a claim that it cost them revenue and showed numbers from 2011. The incident happened in 2010, 
and said, look at all the money we made in 2011. We lost that money in 2010. Until the judge looked at the numbers and realized that the NFL Ventures, which is their shared money for like TV revenue and something, paid out early in 2011. Oh, uh, whoopsie. And when you take that money out of the budget, it didn't pay out normally. In, it paid out normally in 2010. So it wasn't the 2010 numbers, but it wasn't the 2011 numbers. When he took that out, it was actually the exact same number. Duh. So the judge goes back to the Bucks and goes, wait a minute. Dun, 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 dun. You made $100 million this year. You made $100 million last year. Why are you damaged? And the Bucks went, um. We're on the coastline. We, we're, we're in Florida. <laughs> you, you, you gave you gave the you gave the Tampa Bay Lightning seven hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars. Yes, because there was a temporary dip in attendance in two thousand nine. Their <laughs> attendance was a hundred million. Just making up numbers. In twenty ten, it dropped to ninety, and it went back up to a hundred the next year. That you can point at and go. The only thing that was different about our franchise it was the oil. Was the oil? It's the oil, stupid. Nobody came to Florida. Because there was a gigantic oil spill and it hurt our income. <sighs> they tried. Somebody, you know what? It was like an intern, like accountant. And they're like, oh, we can do this. And it sounded good in a board meeting. And now that dude's selling hot dogs, they're, they're, probably. <laughs> Unbelievable. It just blows my mind. So, all right. So, so do we trust, so we trust AB around the sixth spot. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're watching that team carefully. I don't trust the Raiders. Okay, first off, who, who all right, can you can you pull up on your your fancy device there really quick? Yeah, the Raiders schedule because okay. I really think that second. this is a. Um, so here's why I'm asking Craig to do that. I think this Raider thing is really dependent on the scheduling. <clears throat> if this team is better than 500 after six games, everything's fine. All right, if you're two and four after six, it's not. Sorry, so give me the first six games. Um, uh, versus the Broncos at home. Uh, they'll win that. Versus the Chiefs at home. They'll lose that. Versus the Vikings in uh, Minnesota. They'll lose that. Versus the Colts in Indianapolis. They'll lose that. Versus the Bears at home. They'll lose that. Versus the Packers in Green Bay. They'll lose that. So they're one and five. I have them at one and five. Yeah. That's crazy. One and five. Nuts. And then that's when Antonio Brown's going to start getting mad and blaming Derek Carr. Well, here's the thing. It's going to happen at one and four. And then they're going to lose that fifth game. Where were they in the, in the game week six? Their sixth game? Uh, duh, 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 duh. Uh, so Broncos, Chiefs, Vikings, Colts. Okay, so they're one and four. They're one and four at that point. Bears, Packers, Texans. All right, so they go. So they lose against the Bears at home. And now the, the wheels start to come off, and they have to go play the Packers. In Green Bay. In Green Bay. At the end of October. Yeah. Not cold enough for it to matter for the no. frozen tundra thing. No, but it's cold. But it's cold, and California. it's, it's in your, and you're flying across country. So they're going to be one in four, and the Niles are starting, oh, I don't know what's wrong with this team. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you ask me. I think I'm running pretty hard. Then they go to the Packers, and they lose. Now, all of a sudden, people are kicking nets. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. This, you know what? Let's finish out their schedule. All right, I've All got right. them at one and five after the Packers. Okay, so then after that, they go to the Texans. Lost. They play <coughs> the Lions at home. Win. They play the Chargers at home. Uh, loss. They play the Bengals at home. Win. 
They play the Jets in New York. Win. They play the Chiefs in uh, Kansas City. Loss. They play the Titans in uh, at home. Win. They play the Jaguars at home. Win. They play the Chargers in uh, at the Chargers. Loss. And then they play the Broncos in Denver. Win. They're an eight and eight team. That 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 gives. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's seven. Seven and nine. Seven and nine team. I mean, it could happen. I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say this early. It's hard to say, but yeah. Seven and nine, they go to Vegas. They win nine games in 20, 2020. There it is. Actually, didn't Vegas get delayed? Just by a year, I thought. Oh, Aren't okay. they playing there in 2020? I think that's still the plan, but I don't know if it got no, delayed. Go. All right, so the Raiders, fantasy-wise, you got to be careful. All right, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> All right. Did you see... The Milwaukee Bucks star cam and the beer drinking contest that accidentally happened. I did. Okay. So those of you who don't know, the Bucks are a basketball team. Yes, and they've been eliminated by Toronto, who came out of nowhere. No. Random fact, basketball was invented in Canada. Was it? Yeah. Or by a Canadian. It was that uh, Dr. Somebody. We'll look it up. It was a guy with peach baskets. I didn't yeah. know he was Canadian. And there was no hole in it. Have you ever been to the Basketball Hall of Fame? I have never been to any Hall of Fames. You, what? No. I've been to everybody but football, which people think is hysterical that I do a football podcast and I've never <laughs> we been. Should do, we should go I've been to basketball once. I've been to Cooperstown three times. And I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame once. Where's the hockey one? Toronto. Oh. It's built in a mall. <laughs> that seems Canadian. Well, okay, so, <laughs> so the, the short version of the story is it's in an old building, but the entr- they built a mall up against it. So the entrance is at the end of the food court. <laughs> do you remember? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a reference that only folks in our area remember. Do you remember the old food court where it had Babies R Us? Yes. That's what it's like getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hockey Hall of Fame is Babies R Us, except there's a separate building that just happens to adjoin. Fantastic. Even if you don't like hockey, fantastic. You could spend two or three hours there. No, oh, wow. That's where I found out there's actually two Stanley Cups. There's one in residency and one that travels and it rotates so that when Cubs the one that Gronk dented, well that no Gronk Gronk plays in the NFL so that he doesn't he never touched did he touch the Stanley Cup no you're talking about the 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 oh I don't he goes to a lot of parties okay so I don't I think you're sure. talking about the um the Lombardi Trophy that's the one he dented <clears throat> but they rotate them so the Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup just picking out a random you know what Boston's in it the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup they get to have it in residency for a year. At the end of that year, they return it to the NHL. The NHL spends a year reconditioning it, <laughs> then takes cup number two and awards that to the next champion. That's pretty smart of them. So there's always a cup in residency at the Hall of Fame, and there's a cup with a team during the season. It's there. It's fantastic. Amazing stuff I learned by going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Amazing stuff. All right, so Craig and I are going to make a road trip to Cooperstown. Would you go if we wanted to go? Yeah, I'd go. You're willing to drive it? You know it's six hours, right? Somewhere. We might have to trade off driving, but yeah, we'll go. It's six hours. I've been to Cooperstown for a Hall of Fame weekend. I saw Mike Piazza get inducted. Really? It was 106. I'm not joking. It was 106. That's uh, kind of hot. I saw that, and I saw <laughs> it, but his his induction was not, it was the same year as Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr.'s induction story was hysterical. I don't remember what the bet was, but they told they do this video montage of your career and they talk to different people in it. Mm-hmm. 
And during uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s, he told the story of how he bet Lou Piniella, because he was Lou Piniella was managing the Mar- Mariners at the time. Okay. He bet Lou Piniella a steak dinner that he would do something. Like, he would break out of a slump. He could go three for five on a certain night that they wouldn't lose a series, blah, blah, blah. And so Lou Piniella was like, you heard him. Ken is gonna Kenny is going to owe me a steak dinner. Well, Griffey loses the bet. The next morning... Lou Pinella comes into his office and there's a cow in his office <laughs> and a note that says, enjoy your steak. <laughs> and Ken good. Griffey Jr. tells this story in the video and they cut to Lou Pinella. And Lou Pinella goes, I honestly don't ever remember finding a cow in my office. But if Ken said it happened, it probably happened. And I just don't remember. And the sea of people all drool, dripping with sweat lost it because Lou Pinello was just like, I have no memory of that. <laughs> Met Lou Pinello once in Atlantic City. Did Super you? nice guy. Two minutes. We were both waiting for cheesesteaks in the same line. Another story for another time. But that's why you need to come to, us, to Atlantic City next year for the National. All right. The guy we'll signed the National, and then he just wandered the boardwalk. You don't have to pay 50 bucks to go get an autograph of somebody. You might see him standing at Caesars an hour after the show ends. <laughs> anyway. All right. So I got us way off track. Off-season side side stuff. All, All right. right, so Aaron Rodgers and the Mo- Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. how we got here. Yes, drinking beer. Yes, and we need to get Craig to some Hall of Fames. Springfield's an hour from here. How have you not been to the Basketball Hall of Fame? I don't know. It's, it's an hour. Just haven't been there. No, we're doing that. We're making it happen. Laura, book Craig for a trip to the Hall of Fame when you have a second. So, All right, <laughs> so at the Bucks, the Bucks were playing the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. A couple of Packers were in attendance, including David Bakhtari, who is a lineman. I believe offensive lineman? Yes, he's, a, he's an offensive lineman. He's so a very large individual. He's large. Large, and he would easily beat me in a fight. <laughs> um, like, it would not even... Vegas would not take odds on that fight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so they put him on a camera, and he responds by taking the half a beer he's drinking and downing it. And the place goes nuts. But he's not done. He reaches down to the floor where there's another 12-ounce cup of beer... And chugs that. So he drinks a beer and a half on camera. And then go, yeah, flexes for the camera. Everybody's excited. They cut to Aaron Rodgers sitting nearby. Who has a beer. Who has a beer. Aaron Rodgers toasts the camera, takes two sip of the beer, and points back towards Bakhtari. <laughs> they go back. They go back to Bakhtari. No, has two more full beers. <laughs> Somehow, magically, someone has handed him two full beers, and he downs them on camera. Aaron Rodgers. Con- conscientious drinker or beer wuss? Go. Um, well, I guess uh, I'm going to have to go with beer wuss because uh, he tried to drink it. He tried. He, he took three sips. He held his finger up. He took a couple gulps, and then he was done. You know, I think the best part of it is if you actually go back and look at the vi- go back and look at the video. If you can find it, you go look. They put underneath it Aaron Rodgers, Game of Thrones, um, fill in and NFL MVP. <laughs> NFL MVP came second in the title. Like the fact that he was recently on Game of Thrones was more important to the people in the Buck Stadium. It is because it's more relevant at the moment. <laughs> uh, I don't expect my quarterbacks to win drinking contests. I expect them to no. try. Yeah, at least I am going to question Aaron Rodgers' work ethic now. When we get to our fantasy draft, because half yeah. our league listens to this and half doesn't, 
whoever drafts Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say I question his work ethic because of the beer cut drinking contest. All right, we can do that. So, so what else you got? All right, Maybe. last one. All right. Last one on my list. Colin Coward. And this is my rant of the week. <laughs> Colin Coward has not been very kind to the Browns. No. He did a 10 bad things or 10 highlights of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career, but he did it family feud style. Okay. And most of it was like the hijink stuff, like the net and the arguing and the yelling and the crying. And so this week, Baker Mayfield stood up and said, Colin Coward's a liar. Plain and simple, he's a liar. He makes all these claims. He never sticks. He never backs them up. He sits there and presents things as facts that are not facts. These are not, this is not a direct quote, by the way, because I don't want to be perceived as a liar either. He called him a liar <laughs> and he accused him of presenting things as facts that are really opinion. Coward responded today by saying that Baker Mayfield misunderstands opinion with facts and that he would not be a, he, he would not have survived this long in radio and in broadcasting if he was a liar. He is, in fact, an opinionated host who presents ideas in an entertaining format and then compared himself to Charles Barkley. All right. Okay. Craig, react. Um, <clears throat> well, Before I go on my rant, because there's a rant brewing right now. I'm sure there is, but for me, because it involves the Browns and Baker Mayfield, I'm going to lean toward... And to, be fair, side, and to be fair, Colin Coward has been critical of Baker Mayfield since day one. He has been. And so, you know, and Baker Mayfield said that he needs to be put in his place. So my problem, like, I just have such a huge, like, attitude issue with Baker Mayfield. And I know Cinch is, like, all for, like, a, you know, he wants his quarterback to be feisty. But yes. there's to me, there's a line. And he's way over that line <laughs> of he's really just becoming, like, a jackass. Yeah. And once he start like once he starts losing, which I think the Browns are gonna do, he's gonna like implode. He's not gonna know what to do. Maybe. And he's gonna have like a he's gonna like turn into Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So here's my thing. I don't think Colin Coward is a liar. But here's my number one issue. Comparing yourself to Charles Barkley is an absolute asinine move. Fair. Charles Barkley is funny, he's engaging, he's entertaining, and he knows his stuff. Colin Coward is not funny. I am not entertained by his show, which is why I stopped listening to it before he got fired from ESPN. And don't try to dance around it. They refused to read they refused to renew his contract. That was expiring in July because of comments he made about Dominican Republic baseball players in April. This past April? No, this is back no. a couple years. Oh, okay. The only reason they didn't terminate his contract was because he only had a couple months left on it and they didn't want to have to deal with the legal mumbo jumbo. So they announced they were not going to renew his contract. And we'll get into that in one minute. So he is not entertaining. He is not engaging. And he is not knowledgeable. This is a man who went on record saying that Charlie Weiss, when he was at Notre Dame, would have no problem dominating a uh, play, uh, not playoff game, a bowl game, because he had weeks to prepare and spent a rant on it. Weiss is a preparer. He knows things you don't. 
he's going to go out there and make you look stupid. And Notre Dame lost that game like 42 to 10. They, yeah, that was a bad game. I it was his last game. game. They fired Charlie Weiss afterwards. Yes, I remember that. Baker Mayfield is right about one thing. He presents opinion as fact. And that is terrible. I'll go to Barkley there. Terrible. <laughs> Comparing yourself to Charles Barkley. Oh, and by the way, he loves to do comparisons even more than I do. I talk about the Syracuse orange man throwing hops at me. <laughs> he makes me look mild. He likes to th- say things like, like, uh, I don't, I'm just going to make something up. This He did not actually say this. Baker Mayfield is like Walmart. There's plenty of stuff there, but really, do you want any of it? He likes to make analogies like that. Right. He's terrible at that, too. I find nothing redeeming about Colin Cowherd or his opinions. So I'm with Baker on this. And for Colin Cowherd to come back and sit here and go, I'm like Charles Barkley. No, Charles Barkley has forgotten more about basketball than you will ever know about any sport. Let me say that again. (laughs) Here it is. Underline it. Put it in the description for tomorrow. Charles Barkley has forgotten more about basketball than Colin Coward will ever know about any individual sport. And the argument that I wouldn't last 25 years if I were a liar, ask folks like Rush Limbaugh how they've lasted 25 years in their particular medium. Ask Howard Stern how he lasted 25 years. If you bring an opinion to the table, and there's the key word, opinion and you get people to listen to it then you will last in your medium that's it but it was funny i saw a a youtuber who was like i've had it with colin coward and he started showing clips from his show he came out this year and said the week before college football opened that he he called the he ups he called the prediction upset of michigan over auburn or no michigan Michigan losing to Notre Dame or over? I can't remember what it was. It was Michigan-Notre Dame. He called the game wrong, but how he presented it was, I don't need to make a prediction. I know how this is going to end. When you make statements like that, you are going on record and saying, I know more than the average listener. And when you're wrong and don't own it, that's a problem. Now, he'll sit there and tell you, well, that's why we have the Colin was right, Colin was wrong segment on Monday, which I used to listen to on ESPN. When I used to listen to ESPN radio constantly, I would listen to his show because it was on. Right. <laughs> it was on right after Mike and Mike, so I listened to it. Frequently, he would skip the thing that he was wrong about. Really? He would literally just go, I'm not going to read that and move on. At least three or four times I heard him do that. You know what happens when we're wrong about something on here, Craig? What happens? We get shit on Twitter, and then we own it on the air. How many times have I said to you on a Tuesday, I got to open this week with like four apologies? A couple. And you're like, dude, nobody remembers you said that. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. If somebody calls us out on it, then apologize for it. But don't worry about it. People people make mistakes on the air all the time. And and then David Johnson. I'm not letting that go. I'm sorry. We're never going to let that go. (laughs) Because that guy fought us tooth and nail, and he was wrong, and we were right. Listen, we're opinionated. We have our own opinions. We're not going to be right all the time, but we own when we're wrong. If you go back to a tape from episode 16, where Britt said something stupid like Frank Gore is a top three running back. I can't quit you. 
then go ahead and call me on it. You're right. I was wrong on that. It's going to happen. But there are guys out there who don't admit they're wrong. And Colin Coward comes across as one of those guys who doesn't admit he's wrong. So you know what? I'm with Baker Mayfield this year. I think the Browns are going to have a decent season. I think they are potentially a wild card. Face it, and I hate. I know Craig does not want to hear this. The AFC North is a kindergarten. It's, no, it's a mess. It's I know all it is. young, <laughs> developing players. If all these teams stay intact three years from now, it is going to be the shootout division that like the AFC West was back in the day when you had Elway. And I don't want to say Dan Fouts, Stan Humphreys, that year that the freaking Chargers were really good. Montana. And, and Montana, you know, yes. Montana was only there for two years. Yeah, but, right. still. But the bottom line is you're going to have these players developing on a similar path if everyone stays healthy and intact. Two or three years from now, 2022, if we have a 2022, because work stoppage is looming, that's going to be a great division. But this year... Who is really challenging Cleveland if they're as good as they look on paper? I'm asking the question. Pittsburgh has hemorrhaged its talent. No. You're relying on Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith? That's really Denver, or not Denver. It's really Pittsburgh's defense. It's not their offense anymore. You're relying on a new head coach and Andy Dalton? You're relying... You're relying on a guy who just found out his offense is changing during the offseason <laughs> and didn't think that was something he needed to deal with in Baltimore? I can't name a Baltimore wide receiver right now. This division is completely set up for Cleveland to dominate. And if Cleveland doesn't, so be it. On paper, on, on paper, paper right. they are right now the best team in the AFC North in my book. I'll give you that on paper. On paper. On paper. Colin Coward can't come to terms with that. So he's going to say whatever he's going to say to make sure it doesn't. The bottom line is this. The Cleveland Browns now have a quarterback, Colin, that is not going to take your shit. He went on your show. Fantastic 17-minute segment right after he was drafted, and he knew all the crap that Coward had talked about him, and he goes toe-to-toe with him. Not in an offensive manner. But like Coward goes, you know, I've been critical. Yes, I've heard. Like direct. Cleveland is not going to be your stepping stool anymore. You're going to have to own what you do and own what you say wrong. And I don't think Collard, Cowan Collard does that. And But he will go on record and say all these things about OBJ and then not expect any backlash. He thinks it's entertaining. He's the one whose producers put together the Browns are a dumpster fire songs set to We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> which was hysterical when they were really, really bad. Now they're going to be better. Now it's time to back off. And you know what? He's not going to back off because you know what not backing off gets him? Attention. And attention is what fuels opinionated people like Colin Coward and Rush Limbaugh. And so at the end of the day, he is no better than a political commentator. And he will. See, he said it. In, he said in his response today, I'm not in the locker rooms like some people. Well, then stop talking like you know what the hell you're talking about in a locker room. That's it. Stop saying this is a fact. Because it's not. And he likes that. Let's talk about some facts is one of his favorite phrases. A lot of those things aren't facts. They're opinions. Stop presenting them that way. 
Baker's right. Baker's right. I hate to say that, but Baker Mayfield is right. He is. Well, at least in this regard. In this regard, he absolutely <laughs> is right. He is absolutely right. I, I, I just I can't. I can't. And when he, I, I was, oh, I was like, okay, this is a matter of opinion. And then he said to himself, I'm like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is entertaining. Charles Barkley is knowledgeable. You are nothing like what Char- Charles. What does Charles Barkley think about this? Has he said anything? <laughs> Charles Barkley probably don't even care. Probably not. If he did, he would say it was terrible. <laughs> but that's that's my. Don't compare yourself to Charles Barkley. That's like us comparing ourselves to Mike and Mike. You know what I mean? You are yeah. not in the same grade. They are. You're both professionals. Charles Barkley is a respected veteran of the NBA who still talks to players, who still talks to coaches. You sit behind a desk at Fox Sports and spew opinions that you then can't back up. You're no Charles Barkley, sir. I never knew Charles Barkley, but you are no <laughs> Charles Barkley, sir. I'm going to use that as my final thought. Craig, what have you got for us? Um, my final thought is actually another question for you because we have a lot of time anyway to use. So I, might yeah, as well I just ask. don't want to bore people. <clears throat> no, no. So while, um, while I was away... One of the stations we got was ESPN. Okay. So, you know, when you go to the one of the three. Yeah. Well, we got like 12. Um, so, you know, I was awake at night and was, they went through a list of people of great players <clears throat> that have never had, that have never played in a Super Bowl. Oh, so I'm going to read you the list and you tell me if you agree with the list. <clears throat> or All like, right. So I'm going to say yes or no to each of these. Yes, right. I agree. They're a great player. No, I'll agree. Okay. They're not a great player. And now this is not Hall of Fame. Just they've never been. They never played in a Super Bowl. And great is a great is a um, a subjective measure. So we're going to admit that. Yeah, unlike Colin Coward, this is my opinion. Right. Right. I don't think she's laughing at us. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. All right. So number. This is in reverse order. So. All right. Um, Sterling Sharp. No. No, you don't. Like, no, you he's don't not think, a great player. You don't think he should have been in a Super Bowl. No, I, I don't think he should be on this list of players who are okay. great that never played the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, Randall Cunningham. Yes. I like Randall Cunningham was like one of the first running quarterbacks. He was a trendsetter. He was, he was he, a punter. He was, Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. All right. Uh, and now this is all positions. Defense, offense, yeah. lineman, whatever. Uh, John Randall. Oh, yes. John Randall was a game changer in Minnesota. Game changer. All right. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yes. Uh, now, LT was a fantasy game changer. He, he was. Re- I traded your brother for him. I spent a lot of picks to get him. <laughs> running backs. The, 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 the reason you draft six running backs before you consider anything else is because of LaDainian Tomlinson. Period. All right. Uh, next, and this name might surprise you, Dan Deardorff. Now, here's a, th- here's a oh, quick. I here's a quick. Is a player. Here's a quick stat. From 1976 to 1977, while he was on the Cardinals, mm-hmm. he allowed no sacks. See, I have to separate Dan Deardorff, the player, from Dan Deardorff, the idiot. And that's hard for me. I mean, you're talking about a guy who did broadcast a Super Bowl and during the kickoff announced loudly, this is the biggest game I've ever been a part of. <laughs> See, it's that's, the why Super Bowl. that's why he said that. <laughs> it's a Super Yeah, he never played in one, so this is the biggest game he he's a ever Cardinal. been a part of. So it was a cry for help. I'm going to say yes. He was a fantastic offensive lineman. I believe he is in the Hall of Fame for his offensive line play, if I remember correctly. Yep. Okay. Uh, next is Chris Carter. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Chris Carter was amazing. All right. Uh, next was Eric Dickerson. Wow. Never played. Oh, I guess not. Okay. So, yes. So right. far, I agree with most of these folks. Okay. Next is Tony Gonzalez. <sighs> yes. Okay. Uh, next is Dan Fouts. I was never a big Fouts guy. They played Phil, in the Ice Bowl against but, Cincinnati and yeah, lost. And, and here's the thing: if he never, if, if we don't, if the name Philip Rivers doesn't end their conversation, he is hands down, without discussion, the greatest Charger quarterback of all time. He probably, I mean, the discussion still happens with Philip Rivers' name out there. So he's been in yes. a Super Bowl. <laughs> I guess Philip Rivers played in the Super Bowl. Did he? No, I don't think he did. You no, think about so. the year they made it. When they, that was Stan Humphreys. Oh, that's oh my right. God, Stan Humphreys has played in the Super Bowl, but Dan <laughs> Fouts and Philip Rivers and haven't. Now the last name they mentioned, that's sad, is Barry Sanders. Hands down, easily the best name on this list. Easily the best name on this list. The man can change direction on a dime, Barry, maybe even a nickel. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. How do I put this? Almost came across as if he had psychic abilities. He could anticipate your move before you thought to do it. Yes, and that's knew a good how way to, to respond. It. it wasn't even that he could cut and make you miss. It was that he knew the moment to cut to make you miss. And when you anticipated the cut to go inside, he wouldn't cut. No. It was like there was no way it's to like tackle him. like he just knew him. where you were going. It was so hard to tackle him in the open field. And he just stopped playing. He just he just walked away. Well, and he walked away from the, when Detroit was on its way down. Yeah. He said, you know yeah. what? This team is not going anywhere. I'm not risking my body anymore. And that's, I'm okay with Can't that. Can't blame him. I'm okay with that. A lot of guys did that. So here you go. So another famous running back did that. Jim Brown did that in the middle of his career. Did he? Yes. Jim Brown walked out. He wanted to become an actor. He was an I'm going to get you sucker. Was he really? I totally yeah. forgot that. I love that movie. He was in, was he in the Dirty Dozen? He was in Maybe. something. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in a lot uh, of stuff. Some, <clears throat> here's some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, okay. Uh, Steve Largent. No. Gary Anderson. The kicker? The kicker. Remember they were going to go Super Bowl and he missed and like his life went completely downhill after that. And he, and he played his, a like, long time. His like wife left him after he missed that kick. Did you In the really? middle of the, Yeah. Like he, she left in the middle of the night and left him and his kids. Just she just whoop, walked bye. out. Yeah, holy. Frick. Then he like almost tried to commit suicide. It was bad. Oh, that's and then sad. last uh, honorable mention is Dick Buckus. I don't remember Buckus as a player, <clears throat> but Fair. yeah, he was. So he's you, in the hall. So yeah. So, but you agree with most of this list? I think Sterling Sharp was like the one clear no I had. Sterling Sharp. For me, a wide receiver to be great has to play and be consistent or at least impactful for like more than five or six seasons. I look at guys like Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, uh, trying to think of who else. Larry Fitzgerald. These are guys. Joe Horn. Joe Horn. What? (laughs) Joe Joe Horn falls into the Sterling Sharp category for me. Can I just say something that we're at the point in our lives were people that we watched now their kids are playing the sport they played yes like joe horn's son is playing football yes vladimir guerrero's son is playing baseball yes it's scary it's scary stuff it's very scary it's scary stuff 
All right, so with that, we will wrap up. As always, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Uh, send us emails. It is around that time to start talking about your teams. Always, you can email us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com, at fignutsdfs on Twitter. What am I forgetting? Oh, really quick. We didn't yeah. do the numbers. This, did we? No, but I don't even uh, care. All right. Never mind. Was, who was it? Richard Dent? It was Richard Dent as number 95. Richard Dent was number 95. That was that was about it. <laughs> so, and a great a dude with a dude who was very good. So, cheers Richard Dent. He did win a Super Bowl, so I can't really be too upset about that. So, um all right, so we will be back next week. Yes? Yes. We have one more off week between now and the end of the season, and I don't remember when it is. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's late in June. So uh, we are working to try. I, I had a conversation with the source, just so you know. Dun, as dun, dun. Uh, trying to get the source. Oh, the source is making another pilgrimage up north. Is he? And he said to me, if time well, permits, well, well. I might swing by Treehouse Brewing for you guys. Oh, my. And I said, this time when you go, tell us how much money you want, and we will give you money <laughs> to bring us back to whatever uh, variety of beers you want. Does he accept us. Apple Pay? Uh, he will, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> he's he's pretty IT savvy. Um, I did that. Was one of the things I did for my birthday was I had uh, I went played uh, bingo with my family and the source was with us, um, and he he and I had a pretty good time. Very few things better in life than going to the casino and playing bingo in a room full of old people. Bingo, I got bingo. You would think people's <laughs> lives are in jeopardy. Was it as bad as Highlight? Yes. Nice. The very first game, somebody called bingo when they didn't have it. Oh, no. So from get-go, from day, from moment one, I looked at the source and I said, this is chair-throwing territory. <laughs> because there's the old adage, if you've ever watched the show The Boondocks, yep. there's the old adage, all you need to do to start a riot is just chuck a chair. <laughs> and a riot will begin. There's a whole episode around it. So a whole episode around that premise. And the, oh, yeah, this is chair-chucking territory. And it was it was epic. We had a good time though. So, all right. Anyway, uh, more on that later. We'll talk maybe a little bit more about. I would love to talk about gathering at the binds at some point. I did log a bunch of new beers. Good. I put eleven beers into Do my. You remember phone. them? Not without looking at the list. All right. Good. We drank a lot of beer that day, and when we were done, uh, our friend Sean looked at me and went, "I'm not ready to go home." So we went to the brewery and drank some more. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I. I, I, I Ubered. We both Ubered. Good. Speaking of breweries, we visited like three this past weekend. That's right. We got to talk about Counterweight. Yep. We got to talk about No Worries. Yep. And we got to talk about East Rock. So you know what? Next week, let's see if we can get this. Let's see if we can get some, some of our, our beer drinking friends in here for next week. And we'll really focus on that. We had a lot of news and notes this week and a lot of things we could talk about in football. Because originally when I said to Craig, I was like, we're just going to talk about beer this week. We, you went to Cape May. I went to the, the the gathering at the Binds, and we both went to three breweries. Yeah. So you know we've got all this stuff to talk about with beer. And there's and not then a lot of football. football stuff happening. And then all of a sudden I go online and, and there's a couple things that we didn't talk about. <laughs> right. Zeke's in handcuffs, and Colin Coward hates the Browns, <laughs> and Richie Incognito can get a job, but Colin Kaepernick can't. All this stuff just breaks out. So anyway, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, since I already covered the stuff cover that everything supposed else. to close. Yeah. Okay, well then until next week, I am Brett. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.